Hello and welcome along to the latest edition of the Irish F1 show. Unfortunately, in association with fuck all nobody at the moment, but hopefully someone will come on board very shortly and see the value in what we're doing. However, it's not all about money. The feedback has been absolutely brilliant once again. Uh, lots of people getting in touch with me, and I know Richie and Barry have had a lot of people onto them as well, who are all very complimentary of uh, what we're doing. It's good crack, we enjoy it, and that's what we're in it for. But uh, we won't say nothing if you bother someone wants to advertise it as well, of course, uh, being brutally honest. Uh, we did have a kind of a, a different weekend. It's not different in the sense that it's never happened before, but we had a sprint once more, uh, which we haven't seen for, uh, for quite some time, so that gives us something to talk about in terms of a year and a day, we've uh, plenty of talking points as always and if you have anything to add obviously we are on twitter facebook and instagram and you can drop us a line there at any stage drop your comments in there was uh, a little bit of dialogue and conversation about who was the greatest ever driver after our last episode sparked by mr carney and that's always great we need that engagement and we welcome it so uh i hope he's over it now at this stage richie are you over it is it okay now are we are we back to are, are, are we back to no. some sort of parody in terms of what's going no. on between the two ears? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Well, we'll look, that's on. fair enough. We'll move along. I'm we'll willing move to along. move on, but I'm not over it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll never happen to you. But anyway, right. What did we make of it, gents? Uh, Barry, I'll start with you. So, uh, our first topic was sprints, yeah or nay. Martin Brundle is a big fan. Is Barry Rabbit a big fan? Of Martin Brundle or of the sprints? <laughs> it was more so the sprints, but if you want to give your opinion on Martin Brundle, that's okay no, too. No, 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 we're all right. We'll move on. The sprints, um, look, I think the sprints can, you know, like anything, there's going to be good ones, there's going to be bad ones. Um, I think in general, I think the way they have it at the moment is probably good. I wouldn't like to see it every weekend as the de facto format, but uh, the odd one, uh, you know, sprinkled through the year. Just no harm, you know. It's better. Someone said it's better than a, you know, a, 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 an FP two or three or one session or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I think they they have a place. Um, I I think they probably might be a few little tweaks they might be able to do to it. Um, to 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 maybe just add that little bit to it so it doesn't feel like just half a race. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I I think there, there's a definitely a place for them a few times a year, just the way they they are at the moment. Um. There's arguments both ways. I know some people say that it can, like we had a bit of a topsy-turvy grid as a result of a, a rain interrupted qualifying and the sprint kind of swapped that around, or, or kind of not swapped it around, but kind of allowed it to get back, to, that is allowed the Grand Prix itself to get back to a more standard sort of grid. But, you know, the argument there, if you continue down that road, is that the qualifying session would have been held in the dry on a normal weekend anyways. And you would have got the same grade one way or the other. So I, I, I think it's just just too many variables to really say this is better and this is worse on a given weekend. Uh, so yeah, throw the odd one in during the year and make it interesting. What does Richard Carney think of the sprints? I'm I'm a fan of it. I, I like it. I like the idea. Um, as Barry said, it's an extra like it's an extra race. I prefer to be looking at a race than a free practice one or a free practice two or. Mm-hmm. Um, they could maybe change up the format of it a bit, or I'd like tweak it as time goes by. I, I like that. I wouldn't like it every weekend, but maybe you know, throw it in more than three times in the season. But I do like it. Like I say, I'd, I'd rather be watching a race than a free practice. So yeah, mm-hmm. I am a fan of it. What would be the tweaks that you would both make, lads? Richie, starting with you. <laughs> um, like the format at the moment, like they don't call qualifying qualifying. It's a qualifying race as such. So mm-hmm. I don't know why you're qualifying for a position in a qualifying race. Like, right. They're really overcomplicated, if you know right. what I mean. So what, what you call it then, how you market that, how you brand it as such? Yeah. So, like, you know, qualifying is qualifying. And, and like, last season, it wasn't supposed to be called a race. It wasn't a race as such, for a, a red light went out. A checkered flag went out. That's <laughs> normally what happens in a race. Like. Yeah. So, I mean, you have your qualifying. You're qualifying for race one. And maybe double the points for the top ten or something. Make it, you know, that... It, I don't know. Maybe instead of your, your finishing position being where you start the main race on Sunday, leave qualifying as qualifying, but you have top ten of double points or something, and then start them the same way as you did on the Saturday, on the Sunday. Right. Barry? Um, 
Yeah, I think there's a little bit of problem over the terminology, as Richie says, and how what, what they call it, and it causes a bit of confusion. So they could do a clean of that up. Um, in terms of the format, I mean, no, it's way the purists that hate it, but, but I, I'd probably give points. I'd split the points that they are awarding. Um, <clears throat> I give points for qualifying. So let's say, for just say top 10. So if you qualify first, you get toxic 10 points down to one for 10th. Then turn the grid upside down, the top 10, for the sprint race. And then give the same points again for where you finish the sprint race. So in other words, you you, you want to qualify fastest, which gives you 10 points, but it puts you 10th on the grid. And then you try and race through to get to the finish, to get your starting position then for uh, the, the, the race proper. I know some people would probably start playing games and try to qualify a bit slower maybe to get but sure like that all adds to a little bit of the drama it's 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 not the purest way of doing it but f1 have shown that they're willing to you know ever since they brought in drs to be honest they've shown that it's it's not purely purist that's not doubling mm -hmm. up on the terminology but you know what i mean i think there's definitely opportunity there to the, the sprint race knee it's it's not long enough to bring strategy into it and uh you know with no pit stops or anything and then sometimes it's just kind of it might just finish the way it starts because everyone's trying to be cautious so figure out a way that you could turn the top 10 on its head and make them actually race through the through, through the grid to, to better yeah. their starting position um they're worth looking at maybe they could you know they're not going to do it off my account but you know what i mean if, if they mm. if sort of thing that you could try and do maybe one race off or just play around with it it's good that f1 are playing around with these things and they're they're trying yeah. different stuff so that, that you know that'll be if, if 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 somebody ever asked me that'd be what I'd, I'd I'd look at. I had one other thought as well, Barry and Kevin. Like I'd be, it's just something that that's been in my head for a while. But now that we have like a sprint Saturday, take the DRS away once you enter the top ten. Well, there's an interesting one, Richie, because we had no DRS for a large amount of the Grand Prix yesterday, um, yeah. and I know the Sky commentary team, the rest of, and. Um, Croft were, were calling out for it and why hadn't the race director reinitiated it after the, you know the wet start that had dried out pretty quick um, and yeah like there is a question why they didn't in terms of the, the, the laws of it the, the, legal, the legal framework that they worked within looked like they should have had it opened up sooner but I don't think it would have added anything to it I think as it was we had a bit of a tense situation we had I know you had Hamilton stuck there behind Albon and um, Gasly yeah. wasn't it and yeah. none of them could pass each other without the DRS. But just seeing car, like the thing is, maybe it's from a racer's point of view. I, you, Richie, you'll notice as well. Like if you take Gasly or Albon there, yeah, they're just driving around in front of Hamilton. But the tiniest mistake, and I mean like three percent too much throttle or breaking one meter too late, and Hamilton and whoever was passed. So. As a driver, I can appreciate that, and I'd rather watch that. And a driver coming under that much pressure, even if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't visualize very well. Let's say if you don't know what's going on behind the wheel of a car, um, it's better than just okay, turn on DRS. All right, he's past them, and you get like a five-second so-called, you know, excitement of a car driving past another one in a straight line. Uh, I'd rather see a guy just under pressure, not to make a mistake for twenty laps ahead of a five second overtake down the street so yeah. you know i think drs definitely there's a big question there over you know how strong it is in general it's part of a bigger question but um mm -hmm. yeah may maybe disabling it for the top 10 would be a move that way that you could start pushing them to actually having to try and overtake or, or, or not even overtake sometimes a race is all about not overtaking but yeah. being under pressure and and keeping the guy behind you and that could be just as entertaining as you know, someone getting by, and sometimes you're watching a race, and a guy gets by the guy, and you kind of go, "Oh, what's the end of that now?" Which you know, who, so who it's, it's it, not enough. Who was it said it, Barry? You were that famous quote on Facebook one time um, after an Insta Trophy win. <clears throat> the best, the quickest way was it. The quickest way to win the race is to is to be the slowest, or uh, what, the, what way did that uh, go? Um, the objective of winning a race is to win it at the slowest speed possible. Yes, that was it. That was it. Yeah, that's brilliant. So, yeah, that's, that's you know, that's, I've always kind of, if you're in the lead of a race, you don't get any extra points for winning it by 20 seconds and throwing it off the track, you know, just get it home, being safe, a couple of seconds in the pocket, that'll do grand. 
when we start putting this into video format as well hopefully in time when i get the time to do it because it is just a big undertaking that i don't have at the moment in terms of time that is going up on the wall of the studio with quotation marks with a picture of mr <laughs> rabbit on it absolutely along with is that is that spar and Nurburgring behind you richie at the moment i think up on the wall i can barely oh, see it with the camera it's, it's oh, that's his daughter all right, do you know what? The accumulation of the two of them made it look like the Nurburgring there at one stage. If you put it back to the exact <laughs> position, and I was like, what the hell? So the three of them together wouldn't be a quarter yeah. of the length of the Nurburgring. <laughs> yeah. oh, of course, I'm not yeah. one of these guys that drives a Nissan Micra with the Nurburgring sticker on the boat. I know that, but you don't remember no, the no. old format. Jesus, that's it. Jesus. That, doesn't, that's... that doesn't say Nurburgring. You're old enough to remember the old Nurburgring F1. <laughs> it wasn't the fucking Let... full York. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was stickers... at one stage, but the one in, you know, the one I'm talking about, like in probably the, late. Them... 90s, stickers on wherever. the micro they don't say Norbergring Richie they say never been never been yeah never yeah, been yeah. ring yeah <laughs> yeah gas man don't anyway, Jesus, we, 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 we won't get talking about car stickers no. a couple, couple of lads got into trouble about them there a week ago which we won't we won't never get into but I will say one thing aside from stickers I do agree with you on the terminology of the, the sprinting and it kind of brings you back of course it's always coming back to GA because of the, <laughs> the link to that like a preliminary quarter final you fuck off like it's not a quarter final a preliminary quarter final it's either if there's enough teams it's either a last 16 or a third round or something but just don't be grinding me gears with this shit like. i'm not i'm no ga man what a preliminary a preliminary quarter, quarter final so it's the stage before a quarter final yeah is that what yeah. it is in reality right okay, okay. yeah it's like it's vice champions just a match yeah a match to get a quarter final to get into a quarter final like yeah. There's a yeah. special place in hell for people that use terminology like that and voice <laughs> champion. Anyone who yeah. says they're a voice champion just needs to go away and have a little talk. <laughs> <laughs> you were second, pal. You were second. You oh, weren't the voice anyway. champion. You're second. The first like guy that didn't win. I, I'm not going to name these people, right? But uh, I uh, I was in school before and someone's parents were, was waxing lyrically about how their, uh, how their child had won a bronze medal. In a swimming gala. Oh, very well. You know, I won, won a bronze medal. There was fucking three in the race, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, that happens in all the racing too, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, look, that's uh, that's for a different uh, topic and probably a few points or something like that, lads. But the, the, the whole qualifying thing, actually, we, yeah, we'll, we'll call it qualifying for the benefits of, yeah. of keeping it the way it was. But that did have an effect on things with, you know lads not being able to put in times and having to revert when they were kind of on warm-up laps and stuff. So that, you know, was a factor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I understand that Mercedes are putting that down as a reason why they, they didn't make it into Q3. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you take your chances. They decided they needed to do two warm-up laps, whatever, on, on their tyres. And that's one of the, the potential downsides to it. So, uh, you know, it, yeah, mitigating circumstances. But circumstances that were within their control and they just maybe in hindsight took the, took the wrong option or took the option that gave them less ways out let's say so they can't they can't just absolve themselves of blame there and say oh look that wasn't our fault there was red flags come out wet qualifying session good chance that's mm. gonna happen it was red flag central it. wasn't it in fairness uh, yeah. yes um, kind of the way it was I read, I read somewhere today that carlos uh he's i didn't see it but he, in, in in an interview after qualifying, he was sort of saying he wasn't pushing. He didn't feel like he was on the limit at all. But um, as the article went on, seemingly, now I'm not great for names or anything, but the corner before he spun, Rivatsa 2, I think, a, a largest pool of water gathered on the inside of the track. And he had driven straight through it. On, I'm pretty sure he was on slicks at this stage. And when he just came to the next corner, boom. So a tire hadn't dried out. So just yeah. something that that simple, like completely ruined his and Ferrari's weekend. Like you was smirk on your face, Barry. You was smirk on your face. I can tell there's an ulterior well, motive here. No, I think well, I did. I didn't see it myself, but I believe it was it the last corner that he spun coming out of the last corner. Was that where? It, where that's, sure. that's it too. Well, I, I missed it myself. But in, in I'm guessing case, you're going to say it's the same for everyone. You have to manage. It, it. is the same for everyone. Yeah, and if you drive through a puddle of water, your tires are going to be wet, lads. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I just, there's a lot of these things going around at the moment after the race, you know, and, and there was the Mercedes thing and, you know, and if it wasn't for this, it wasn't for that. And like, as I said, I don't know a whole lot about GAA or anything else, but it's like saying, should we have won the match if we'd have scored more goals? Like, 
but you didn't. Yeah. You know, so that's no one else's fault. I heard a boxer say before on uh, it was a four world title fight. You know, when they have the, the gloves are off thing and they're facing face to face. Don't underestimate my thinking brain. <laughs> As opposed to the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why, why else do you have the fucking thing for like? You know, that's kind of what... <laughs> yeah. Segues us into that, you know. Dun, 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 stuff, but, dun, um, dun, it kind of segues us into the race, though, because, you know, like, I think there's an element of... Is there an element of bad luck here with what happened, Science, uh, with the collision with Ricardo? Yeah. Uh, Body language yeah, says it all. I can't wait till we start video on these lads because uh, a picture tells a thousand words. I, Barry, no, go look, on. I don't think science did anything wrong in that situation. Okay. I think he he you know he went for a move that was on. He went around the outside, always a little bit risky. He gave Ricardo the most possible room he could have on the inside. Ricardo caught the curb and it just pushed the front of the car across. Uh, lost grip for that couple of tenths of a second if that and just pushed the car you know that couple of feet across before it gripped up and there was a ferrari there when i got there and just the tight slightest tap so the racing incident you know one of those things i don't think you could like obviously it was ricardo's fault if you really but i mean you know it's it was it was a th- it was just one of those things definitely not carlos's fault just just hmm. unfortunate really yeah, kind of shite, Richie, considering he just signed a new contract and it was a big weekend for Ferrari, considering where the race was as well. Like, oh man, stop. Like, like that, just pure unlucky. Like, as Barry said, you make that move around the outside, it's risque as is, but he sort of had it made. And Ricardo tipping the curve at that point, uh, as you say, like, only after getting the new contract and all the rest. And that was a long walk of shame home. <laughs> it's the last thing he needed to, wasn't it? We spoke oh, the last man. day about yep. how, how he needed his the, the mental resolve of, of of Carlos and not make a mistake. And he didn't. This wasn't his mistake, but the yeah. net result was the same. And the other thing is, he's only like, was it what lap was it in Australia that he got knocked out? It was only one of the first. It was only the first one, maybe yeah. was it or say so? It was Forty odd laps. That's a hundred laps he hasn't drove that car now. That that yeah. Claire has. And you're learning something every lap in every race car. Never mind uh, F1 car with the new technology, a new F1 car at that, like a completely new set of regulations. A hundred laps to just not have in your pocket compared to your teammate is, you know, he, he he's lost a lot. He's on the back foot from that point alone. And now he's got to try harder. And when you try harder, you're more likely to get that little bit desperate. Yep. It's probably too strong a term for it, but you're going to, take chances and it. push for it you're forcing it yeah. and you know and, and then another mistake will come and it snowballs so fast that he needs a reset um which is a which is a re, which is a race win or a, or a strong showing at the very least uh, against the player. Back, it goes back to what i was saying earlier like that one mistake in qualifying that mm-hmm. snowball effect he doesn't have that mistake in qualifying he's not that far down the grid yep. he's not you know he's not putting himself in that position, in the midfield, to get hit in turn yep. one or turn two, or whatever it is. So that one mistake in qualifying completely you, screwed his weekend. And you could say that mistake came from the desperation factor from the previous yeah, races, because he just, you know, just if I can, just, we've all we know it ourselves, Richie. You know, you just go if I just break it, you know, a meter later just I'll be faster. Right? You're off, yeah. like, you just won't be. You'll be slower if anything, and you'll go off. Is the other thing. So that's sure. where he's in. He's in a bit of a he's in a bit of a tricky situation at the moment to, to get him, you know, to get himself out of. Like he's in a hole. He has got a ladder there, but it's just about the height of the hole, and he keeps digging. He's in water. I think it makes the whole statement of the harder I try, the luckier I get redundant. Like I don't, I don't believe that for a second. Um, no. because there's a man trying as hard as he can and it's just not working out, right? So are you even taking, like, and it does, there is a little bit of a look attached to these things. Look where the car ended up, how close he was to actually having a bit of grip and how close he was to the gravel. When things are mm-hmm. going wrong, they're going wrong. But I, I honestly would still believe that if you can get yourself into a certain state of mind, regardless of what the sport is, things will start to turn. So if you're like, oh, fuck, right, I need to do this. The more balanced you can be in your own mind, like, the better you'll perform. And I think the look actually comes from that as well. Because you're making the right decisions in the right moment at the right time. And sometimes it is out of your control, obviously. Yeah, I but I, I, I... Sorry, Barry. I think he'll definitely take from the fact that Leclerc made a fuck up in the red. I, I yeah. think he had a little snigger 
in the back of his mind when that happened. Like, and maybe not even that, Richie, but would it just take a bit of pressure off? Even do you know? Like, well, that's it. Like, it it just took the spotlight off him ever so slightly with mm. what happened with Leclerc. Like, so listen, I don't know. We'll see what we how strong he is mentally going forward from here. But like Barry said, he needs a good result very quick. And the way that result will come is actually from him trying less hard, which is completely yeah. counterintuitive to, to a guy in that situation. You know, it, it, it's like it's the only other sport I've ever touched on in my life is I like played a bit of tennis on and off, like just the local tennis club. And you'd be warming up before the match. Now, I, was, I wasn't anyway good at it, but I enjoyed it a bit of exercise more than anything else. But you'd be warming up before the match and geez, you'd be hitting the thing down the line and you'd be serving and then they go, right. And we'd be playing for a bottle of wine or something like nothing. And they go right on and double fault and out. And, you know, because you start trying yeah. and, it, and and you start, you know, whereas beforehand it was only a bit of cracking. You were just, and he needs to get himself into that type of, mm. you know, not playing tennis in the local place and laughing. Sort of mindset's a bit more important than that. But you know what I mean? He needs to just kind yeah. of yeah. unwind himself a little bit. And, you know, what's the saying when they kind of clam up, like, you know, when the yeah. sports person starts kind of clamming up and tightening up and you see it in, in golf and all sorts of games where form and mental resolve is a big thing. Um, that's what he needs to do, but that's it's easier said it's than done. Easier said than done. Mm. It is. But do you know what, lads? It segues us nicely, I suppose, because it's something that I would delve into on the Charlie podcast and the Left Wing Back podcast in terms of, like this is so relevant to to every sport, right? Uh-huh. How your mindset is before you go out and everything. And I would like to get both your thoughts on what you're like before a race and what typical practice is for you to try to get into that balanced mindset. So before I do that, I'll just give you a flavour of my own. So Richie, you know, you know honestly uh, from playing football with me, I used to bait myself up the whole time because I just got too wound up. I ended up playing shit and stuff like that because I'm just Sent thinking off. too much about it. Sent off, yeah, that has happened a few times too. I'll be straight, but. Just a simple thing there from my point of view was, I suppose, and it comes at a bit of age as well, where the sport was absolutely everything. Whereas when you get that bit older, it's it's a fraction of your week. It's still everything, but your mind has more things to occupy itself with. And I always go back to the schoolyard mentality. So if you went out at break time and you played your game of soccer, do you remember how you felt in primary school or maybe in secondary school when you were going to play that? It was completely different to how you would maybe go out and play a GA match or go out and race. Why are we not able to bring that sort of psyche and mentality onto a competitive stage? Why do we actually add all this pressure when the fundamentals of what you're doing are the same? Because even when you were out at break time in school, you still wanted to win. You still wanted to make an Egypt out of someone. But you were doing it with a smile on your face. So I always think if you can bring this in and somehow master that, you are going a long way. And I'll start with Jabari there. Yeah, I, I mean... I think you're. I think you're. You're. You're right on the money. Um, and I think, I think that's where Verstappen is actually very strong. He just. I actually said it. I was watching the race with my brother and a, a pal here at the house, and he was being interviewed as he walked down to the grid, some pole, wet race, you know, championship contender, reigning champion, and um, he just looked like he was out for a, you know, out, out, out for a walk, like in an, doing an interview, very relaxed. And he always does come across that way. And I know he shouts in the radio from time to time, but surely I'll do that. But like just in general, his demeanor is very relaxed. And I think that's a big credit to him. He doesn't seem to take it too seriously. But and to go back to your point, yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I mean, the best way I can describe it from my own point of view is that, that generally speaking, uh, I enjoy testing as much as racing. In, in many cases, you know, or qualifying even, um, because th- there's th- that pressure is removed somewhat. That you're you're just going for a lap time. You're just trying to achieve something, and if you throw it off, you know, you haven't screwed up your weekend. Let's say because it's only testing, you can you know fire it back up and get back out again. And many times, the, your best driving will come. Your purest, cleanest driving, I suppose, but maybe not your best, but your purest and cleanest driving will come in a test session or something like that. From just from from a from the, the skill and the craft point of view of, of putting a lap together, that's where I would feel I'd always do, I've, I've done my best driving um, it, for that part of what being a racing driver is. Um, qualifying and then racing in, in, in a race situation, um, leading a race is horrible. You know, everybody thinks, oh, it's great driving around, leading a race, but it's, it's, it's horrible. There's, you, can only, you can only fuck up. Like, there's only one, there's only, you can't, you know, lead a race. More. You can lead a race by a bigger map, a gap, but you're still only leading. 
you know. Yeah. And um, but what you can do is you can make a mistake, look like an idiot, and throw it off and end up with nothing. So it's probably one of the most difficult things to do, I think. Anyway, for me personally, I'm only speaking about myself here is is leading the race. Um, and I suppose that's where the kind of win at the slowest speed possible mentality comes across because I I I you know would rather give away a couple of tenths every lap and be on the safe side in terms of lap speed and, and, and gap and, and win by two seconds or even two tenths of a second than to push and push and push and make a mistake. Um, me personally coming after someone is, the, is, is up there with testing, you know, your second, your third, your fourth, whatever, you're back in the grid after a bad qualifying. You have nothing to lose. It's very clear target, head down, GLF and see where you end up, you know, and, and that's, that's the cleanest, Next to testing, as well, that's probably the cleanest way of going of going driving. So, you know, that's probably an insight into the way I think on it. Um, mm. you leave as much behind as you can when you're racing. I suppose maybe it's slightly different with the football. Is in football, you're you've got bursts. You you, you play for twenty. You know, you're involved in the game heavily for a couple of seconds, and then you're kind of, you know, waiting for the next phase of play that comes your way. In racing, you don't have that. It's it's a hundred percent concentration the whole way through so I think your mind plays less tricks with you in racing you have less time to think yeah. during the actual event than you probably do in other sports um, but I, as I said I, I, you know Rich would be a better place to answer that I haven't done the, the football and the stuff no, it is it is literally all relevant though, regardless of what the sport is so it's nice to hear from that seeing as we are talking about a racing kind of a, a sport you know what I mean but Richie go on from your point of view they're very similar in a way I think with the racing, confidence and concentration is massive when it comes to car racing. And it's massive when it comes to playing football, playing tennis, playing anything. Um, like, the, like Barry was saying, the, the big difference between playing a football match and, and, and racing a race is like that. I used to play half-back. So when I made my tackle, won the ball and kicked it up the field, that was me finished for a couple of minutes. So I could take time to compose myself, relax, get concentrated again and get ready for the next day. In car racing, it doesn't work Sorry, Richie, just to interrupt you, you could equally, though, if your mind was a different way, you could equally start criticising how you got the ball and how you, uh, criticising yourself too in that two minutes or three minutes of downtime. So that, you know, and maybe that's a part that you can think both ways in them mm-hmm. couple but of minutes. Can, you see, because you can, you can make a tackle and win the ball and you could kick it, kick it back to the opposition, which is as bad as not winning it in the first place. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. But whereas in car racing, like Barry touched on, like when you when you qualify and put your car on pole position, and I remember when I started racing first, fucking horrible, horrible <laughs> feeling sitting there, sitting there, your left leg shaking, your right leg shaking. You're waiting for the five-second board. You're you're making sure you're sitting on the right rev. Everything and everything is running through your mind. You start last. This all come, just comes naturally. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just the pressures are so much. Well, it's it's the hunter versus the hunted. You're sitting on yeah. pole position, like you say. Your legs trembling on the clutch. The seatbelt is cutting into your various parts, and you know you're just yeah. sitting there going, and you look and in the mirror. There's twenty feeling. lunatics trying to get hunter. you, like. Yeah, yeah, and you're there, like, and you're watching the. Like, you're the hunted. The hunter. You're literally, you are literally yeah, yeah. the hunted. There is twenty, whatever's on the grid. If there's twenty-four, twenty-eight cars in the grid, twenty-seven of them are coming for you, yeah. one way or the other. That's what you know. If you're the la- guy at the back, you're you're doing the chasing. And look, nobody wants to be the guy at the back. We'll all take Paul and a, a choice, but it doesn't come without its without its downsides. Is is I suppose the yeah. point, you know. Like just, just as a comparison, like, like listen, Max Max Verstappen's seriously confident person, Charles Leclerc, all those guys seriously confident, let to be at the back of the grid or the front of the grid. Um, like I I've often sat with Barry before one of his single seat arrests, and we're laughing and fucking joking. Like. But I'm sure once the five second ball comes out, Barry's heart rate rises, same as my own rises, and you know your concentration is to not fuck up. Mm-hmm. You need to, you need to get this start right, and and once you get that start right, you get to turn one, you come over in the lead, then things start to slow down a little bit, calm down, and that's where your concentration comes in. You know, and 
listen, it can't it can't be that different. Ultimately, I mean, we're not like not that we're comparing what we're doing to F one or anything, but fundamentally, it can't be that different. You know, we're all humans, one way or the other, and we all think yeah, exactly. broadly similarly. So, you know, it's <clears throat> it's worth bearing in mind. It's 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 a massively mental sport hugely more than maybe the average guy gets you know and and that's where we're talking about the likes of science and hamilton maybe could be coming under question now at the moment and um you know and and, and leclerc even now after his little thing to bring it back to the weekend so mm-hmm. it's it's it, how you deal with that will have a massive you know um repercussions in 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 in, in the rest of the season and your career yeah. in general as a driver i think you could actually go as deep into this as you want to, but there mm-hmm. is two different types. There's a few different types of anxiety, obviously, but there's state anxiety and there's hypothetical. And often the hypothetical is 10 times worse than the state anxiety. Like if you're actually there in the moment and you're a little bit anxious about what's going on around you, yeah, fair enough. But generally, it's more often than not hypothetical about what could happen. And it's mm-hmm. the what if, like, uh, generally that's the way the whole thing works, regardless. Um, so I think it is always very interesting. I would read a lot on... Um, the kind of sports psychology aspect of it, I always find it very interesting because, to be honest with you, I just struggled with it. I did struggle and I felt performance-wise in sport, I probably struggled a bit and probably overanalyzed maybe a little bit too. Maybe it wasn't as bad as it thought. But just mm-hmm. literally reading into it, you can understand what is happening to make that make you go through that process essentially and how to kind of nip it and fix it and stuff. Um, and it's mad, even, even from a, a kind of a coaching point of view, and this will this will seem ridiculous now because I'm fairly raw, as you know, from from everything. Richie will know it, and Barry, you're getting to know it as well. But one thing I find very good to actually level everything out, and I don't know if there's anyone involved in racing to it, but the calm app on your phone literally just fucking close your eyes and breathe for ten minutes. That's mm-hmm. literally it, and everything becomes so much clearer. Like your concentration levels, clarity, confidence, everything. You kind of even just find no emotion towards anything it's strange but it is really really good i have to say um i, I, I know I, lads that try it a lot of lads that try it and and <clears throat> speak very highly of it as well from a sport point of view you know i think i think there's a play i mean you see the drivers kind of getting themselves with the headphones on nobody knows what's in you know whether it's you yeah. know rock music or, or whatever else but I, I think the act of driving the car removes any real potential to think about much much else to be perfectly yeah. honest which is so it's the before I, really I, anyway it's yeah, always I, the before and kind of talking about you know what i mean like yeah barry, i think barry, yeah, would, you, would you agree would you agree barry like i i i personally think this is the way i am and i i personally i i honestly believe this is the way you are that like if you have confidence in your own ability before you start into the race or a game or whatever the case may be if if you're confident that that you're as good as you can be at what you're doing, and that's good enough to get you to win, whatever. Like I I find that with me anyway. I'm I'm always a pretty confident guy. I'm pretty confident in in my racing. Like I know Barry is because he's always telling me about how good he is. So you know. <laughs> You said you queued all that up just for that line out, Richie, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't, Barry. I didn't it. it just happened. It's situational, though, guys, too. And I'll tell you why, right? Because, uh, and I won't name names, but I've interviewed several Kilkenny hurlers who have won all Ireland's in front of crowds of, what, 80,000, 85,000, right? And they take it all in their stride. It, it doesn't phase them. But you stick a microphone in front of them and they're actually shitting themselves. Well, uh, now, you asked me to go out and play in front of fucking 85,000, and I, it'd be a different story, like, you know? Because, so I do believe it does come down to what you're doing and how you believe, you know, where where you believe and how you believe the level you're at. Are you able to do it? Have you done it before? It's situational, essentially, to quote a long story short. Yeah, I think it is. I think, I, I think the hypothetical one probably doesn't apply to racing drivers too much, to be perfectly honest with you, because... Um, if racing drive, you know, if you were thinking about what's going wrong, I mean, you're not going to drive down a track at 200 mile an hour in a car that someone else put together. At the end of the day, you're just you, like they always say, racing drivers have got really poor imagination, you know, mm-hmm. because they, they can't think, think or see anything that could possibly go wrong at the time. So, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, but you know, there's something in the background there that we like we, 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 with the likes of Carlos and stuff that's making him take, I suppose, chances that he knows in his own heart of heart aren't like the one in Australia was just pure silly. You know, we just decided he was going to break way later than he ever break before or ever could break and go around the corner. And 
you know, he'll know that. He'll know what he what he did wrong, and the why he did it wrong is the real thing he needs to get on top of. Um, and that was just trying to make up for poor performance earlier in the weekend and the, the season yeah. maybe as a whole. Um, but very difficult thing to you, you can't drive a car methodically in your in your mind and kind of you know say it's not a mathematical equation. You're doing it in the moment. Um, yeah, because it happens so quickly. It's instant. Like if you're yeah, if yeah. you're reacting, it's already too late. So it's yeah. um it's 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 a very interesting part of the part of the sport. I yeah, think, to be I enjoyed sport, that. I know we segued and kind of went off a little bit, but it is a big part of it. So I, I actually really enjoyed that, lads. To be honest, but I suppose we, we'll bring it back to the action. So with Leclerc, like that was just probably you know he had said he got greedy. Um, did he get sloppy? I would ask Richie. I wouldn't say sloppy, greedy, definitely. Like, man, the amount of curb he took on the right hand side on the on on entry, like he must have known himself. I'm I'm carrying about thirty five kph too much into this corner, and all I can do is try launch it and hope it sits or sticks. And it didn't. It was like, like just goes back, just silly, silly mistake on his behalf. Silly, silly mistake. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, agree, yeah. Barry. Yeah, in general, in general terms, but you see, you got to take the you, you, you got to take the this, the driver as a whole into account. So, uh, yeah, look, it's a mistake. Obviously, it's a mistake. He ended up backwards against the pit wall or against the tire wall, rather. Um, so yeah, it's a mistake. But much like when we we, we looked at uh, Verstappen's lap at the end of last year, I can't just think of the name of the track. Was it uh, where he 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 binned it at the last corner? It was, it was in Saudi, wasn't it? Saudi, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. And everyone said, like, you know, oh, he, he didn't have to, he didn't have to attack that corner as hard because he had four tenths in his pocket. But what gave him four tenths in his pocket was that attack in nature. So you can't have one without the other. It's not an a la carte menu, like, you know, it's, it's <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta pick, you, you take all of them or you take none of them, you know. And like that, what, like, what has Leclerc as fast as he has is that, um, is that a, a, that approach and. Yeah, it's going to bite him from time to time, but it's also going to reward him a lot more at the times. And it's just they're not as obvious, you know. That that approach might award that same approach might reward him by a tenth and a half at a particular corner in Miami in a couple of weeks. But you won't see it the same way as you've seen him hit the wall um, at the very alta at the top of of Adimola. Mm-hmm. It's just more obvious. But you you take that out of him. You take that that desire to finish second instead of third out of them, and you've taken the best part of the driver away too. So, you know, mm. it's 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 not just as simple as say, "Oh, be quick here and slow there." Like it, it's, you didn't know he was going to crash at the end, of, and he was very quick through that corner all weekend. You watched him yeah. behind Perez in, yeah. in particular; he was taking lumps out of him. So, you know, it was probably a relative. I know Richie says like thirty five kilometers an hour. It's probably you know it. He, he, he pro- but like even if it was thirty five kilometers an hour, that could have been. 18 inches later on the brakes. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. It's it's nothing. It's literally a thing of nothing. Or a couple of degrees, too much steering angle, or a million little variables that all weekend he'd nailed. And this that particular time, he just pushed the envelope the tiniest bit too hard. So, you know, we you, you don't want to remove that from, from, from a driver or you'll end up in, with a bigger bother. You know, it's, it's much yeah, easier no, to slow I'm, down a fast guy than speed up a slow guy. Yeah, I agree with you to a cent. To a cent, but... At the same time, would you not agree it was a silly mistake? Like, Jesus Christ, he was closing Perez. He, like, just that little bit of calm, composure. Take the corner, be within the second. DRS, mm. you're second in the race. Like, it's a seven-point drop in the championship. Like, that, that he didn't see that, though, did he? All, all he seen was the, you know, the difference Oscar, I know between he second didn't. and third. I know, yeah, that's but like, the thing. that... At that level, like, I mean, you have to be thinking a little bit more, I think, anyway. But hmm. I, well, I, I totally agree. Don't take, let, you know, let him be quick and let, like, but... Be calculated. Ah, uh, yeah, be a little hmm. bit more calculated. Just mm, a little yeah. bit, like, don't, don't, I'm not asking him to fucking put his slippers and, and I would, start... You know what like, I would like to see? Someone out there has it or can point us towards if they do find it on one of the socials. Because all the info is available now. I'd love to see his data, that lap over the next fast oh. lap that he did through, through that corner. I'd just be really curious to, to see what sort, of a, 
what I just love to, to see it, just see what the difference was in it, you know, be, be it speed or angle. that now and have it else. handy for that'll be there somewhere. One. Someone on Twitter will have it somewhere, yeah. Someone yeah, will have it, someone will have it. But you know what? It's guaranteed he break 20 yards left, guaranteed with the speed. He something was different. Yeah, there's oh, definitely yeah. something different. But what it's done, lads, is it has kind of brought the race back on a little bit. So, you know, obviously with, with Max winning it and with Perez second, Norris third. Now, you guys are kind of, I was on about a renaissance from McLaren, Lawrence, or Lawrence Jerry, Lando Norris third now. Um, I don't know. I think there is some sort of a renaissance there. They were not looking good at the start of the year. Um, and I know you're talking about where you come on pole and where you go in the race and is it progress, is it not progress. But like, were we going to be talking about them even in those positions? You know, I kind of touched on it the last day, so I won't go into it in detail. Well, but what they they were quick in testing, um, relatively speaking, they had a, they had a, you know I know Ricardo was out with COVID and stuff, and Norris had to do a lot of the the, the, the heavy lifting, but they were they were not too bad at all in testing. Mm. Maybe it was more that they were just really crap in Bahrain because everywhere <laughs> else has been like it, it's not like they've been crap 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 better. They they literally just were okay, pretty good in testing, crap in Bahrain, pretty good everywhere else. So was mm. Bahrain the glitch, or is the is these results the glitch? That's the question. It, it looks like they fundamentally have a good car. They had yeah. a problem with braking, with braking performance and overheating. Maybe that was having a knock-on effect more so than just you know the the, the it it as an issue itself. But it does mm. look like the bigger question is Ricardo. Like Ricardo is in a bit of a Carlos Sainz situation too. You know his his young his young his young teammate is starting to show him a clear playing their heels and. He's got to have to come back from that pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think, he, you know, he, he'll, I can't, you know, he, he could be the sort of just, if you can't get on top of it, he, he, he may walk, you know. Mm. Yeah, I can't, I, I, I honestly think that they have a car that's not too dissimilar from last season. Um, they'll probably score a couple of extra podiums this season. Orlando will because Mercedes are so shit at the moment. But, um, it's, yeah. it's sort of the, I think Barry is right just Bahrain didn't suit and everywhere That's else something. up to now the car is just performing that little bit better but you know like yeah. that Lando will probably see Lando get a couple of more podiums this season than he did last season because of the fact that Mercedes are so bad mm-hmm. nice tussling lads I'm sorry now I'm going to have to move on just kind of conscious of time but nice tussling with, uh, with Russell Slash Bottas, slash uh, KMI there at, at one stage. Russell ended up fourth, Bottas fifth. Leclerc did recover to finish sixth. Uh, Sonoda seventh, Vettel eight, KMI nine, Stroll ten. But the driver standings, I just want to go down through that very quickly. So I know we have another few bits of us title from the weekend, but Leclerc is now on 86, Max is on 59, Perez 54. Like, he's, he's, he's uh, closer to it. Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. Uh, George Russell, 49, uh, Science still on 38, which is, that's not bad considering the last two endings he's had as such. Um, and then Norris, 35, Hamilton, 28. So, um, right, for all the people out there, again, who think we bash Hamilton, I am going to defend him to the hilt here now because there is a lot of talk at the moment about the fact that he's won so much and he's down so far in the pecking order. And... The point that we were kind of discussing off air was that we'll see Vettel and Lonzo in around that area. But what I was saying, the reason for the kind of so-called talk about it at the moment is because it's just so recent for Lewis and Lonzo and Vettel over the last couple of years have kind of been in around that territory anyway. Would you go along with that, Barry? Yeah, I mean, it is. You're right. That's the reason why it's it's. we probably had a bit of that with Vettel. And and it hasn't. It, it, this year, it's definitely a big fall from grace for, for Hamilton, considering, you know, he was, you know, a dodgy, a dodgy decision away from being the reigning champion at the end of the day um, from last year. So um, how much is the car? How much is him? How much is circumstance? Uh, I know the circumstance angle has been put forward a lot as, you know, well, he was just, you know, he was unlucky. He was in the wrong place. He was this, he was that. Um, if he was in the wrong place, no one put him there, only himself at the end of the day. You know, if he was, he, he, people were saying, well, George Russell finished fourth because he was the right side of the science Ricardo thing and he was a bit ahead of this. But, but like, that's what they do qualifying for, you know, to, to, and that plays into it. So you can't, while, while you can accept that, yeah, that was a factor, it, it's it's not a factor that has been dealt to him by an higher authority. He you know yeah. he he was on the grid <laughs> where he where he qualified, and these things are a, are a spillover from that. So um, 
you know, he was unlucky that in, once that happened, he didn't have a clean run at it like maybe others would have had in similar situations in the DRS and all these other things. Um, but at the end of the day, he qualified where he qualified and he, he made his bed that he, he struggled to get out of at the end of the day. So, um, and, and Russell just, that's why those couple of positions and those couple of tents can, you, that was a visualization if ever there was one, why every tent is so important because both of them um, are obviously similarly talented at the very least. Uh, both of them are in the same car or damn similar. And the difference in qualifying and the difference thereafter of a bit of luck netted one of them fourth and one of them 13th. So, um, but Lewis was the slower driver in qualifying and that's why he ended up with the, you know, with the not getting the rub of the green, maybe. Next I question for you, Richie. I okay, have a theory on. on that one, Barry, just on George Russell. Um, 60 seconds, Richie. I'm not trying to be a dickhead, but I'm just no. conscious of time. We said 45 minutes, didn't we? So uh, let's keep George it cool Russell's for the listeners. Formula One career, he has dragged bad cars out of nowhere and got good results with them. And I think that's yeah. why and how he holds the upper hand on those. Yeah, Very some of that point. will be driver and some of it will be just the, the mental aspect that we spoke about again. That's that a very good point, actually. Yeah. You know, he's a bit more used to being, you know, the underdog, maybe. Yeah, well well said, well said. Um, so a couple of bits and bobs, right? Um, a lot of people talking about the similarities between the Haas and the Ferrari and there could be further kind of investigations into that. Speaking of Haas, uh, Transformate, I think a Kenny-based company, um, have now gone and given a few bob to Haas, which I hope will be in our favour. Maybe there's a, a local contact that we can get in touch with and transfer mate that will subsequently have an interview with us and maybe we'll eventually reach our target and goal of getting Gunter on. Could you imagine the crack Gunter would have with us here on this? <laughs> Wouldn't it be? <laughs> absolutely a, isn't that a bit ironic now that transfer mate and Ferrari handing over a bit of information to their mate yeah, <laughs> you sure that's a company at all? It's not just. Oh yeah, that's, that's just yeah. Tra- transferred a bit of data there, mate. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We'll transfer the spandoodles. You transfer the data, and we're all happy. Yeah. Huh? We'll all be yeah, mates. Yeah, yeah. Well, just transfer your gearbox set up there, mate. Yeah, yeah. And Richie, great to see an Irish company sponsoring an F1 team. It's great to see an Irish company name on an F1 car, like. Brilliant. Ah, it's class. Absolutely. I'm delighted. Um, and also with regards to podcasting in general, we're obviously very new, but Richie, you caught something on Ted's notebook on Friday night. Tell us. Yeah. The very start of his notebook, the first two people he interviewed as he walked into the paddock were two podcasters, believe it or not. Sure, there we go. We'll be we'll be a Monaco next year, boys. <laughs> well, do you know what, lads? It would be pretty sweet now. Uh, but what I was saying was, uh, we'd probably want to cast the travel or something to sponsor this globe trot. Um, <laughs> yeah, Baz, transfer, you should be under pressure now. No. Transfer us to a Formula One Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'll um, I'll do a bit of a recce in uh, Barcelona in a few weeks' time when we get over there. Uh, actually, do you know what? Just before we finish up, so predictions. Uh, a couple of you said Max the last day. I think did did both you say remember. Max? Um, I'm going to say I did, but I can't remember. I can't yeah, remember either. <laughs> Someone did anyway. So, <laughs> what an easy prediction to make, right? So, we're kind I of saying Max into... Perez and Lando, I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to go back uh, and have a little listen and just make sure uh, there's a stewards inquiry or no stewards inquiry involved. But Miami lads were definitely stepping into the unknown. Like it's very hard to know what to expect. Like there is no form. Um, so it's very hard to put predictions on it, really. No, uh, I, I've, I, I'm not even sure of the track layout. I'll have to, I'll have to brush up on it. But um, I was going to ask you that. Have, have you seen the track layout? Is it? High no, speed I probably have, but I haven't paid much attention to. It. If it's high speed, if it's a very well, high speed kind of, you know, Saudi type setup, then maybe um, Red Bull, because the Ferrari seems to be seems to be lacking a bit of top 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 end. Um, so. Yeah, it's a bit of a caveat there, I suppose. To be either Red Bull or Ferrari, how's that? Do you know, hey, do you know when we did predictions for pole the last time out? Was that for sprint pole or quality pole, lads? Oh, that's here. <laughs> There's major trouble coming down the line there with all the statisticians because pole position is now the person who is, what did they say? Wait, what, are you po- what are you pole for? Like, what, what, pole position. 
Paul uh, Paul and I know get looks here now because of the time, but Paul position is the person who starts at the front of the grid. I'm not looking how, at you for time at all. I was just thinking Paul Mihol. <laughs> that's all I was thinking. <laughs> how you how did how that's determined is a different thing because you can be on pole and come from a heat, as Richie mentioned earlier. You know, you can get pole in the final, which comes from your finishing position, the heat, but it's still pole position. It doesn't revert back to qualifying that took place maybe three races ago. So um, I, I think they changed it this year so that they said that whoever is the fastest qualifier is getting awarded the pole position statistically and, you know, with a tire or whatever they give them. Um, so I think that's wrong, to be honest. I think they have that wrong. I think the guy who is on the front row of the grid for the Grand Prix, the front of the front row of the grid for the Grand Prix is the guy in pole position. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be very, very messy. Mm. Why you just started first in the sprint race? Was he not on pole? No, <laughs> no, that's only a qualifier. Can't be All right, on. remember. Oh, oh, here we go. It's he, an absolute. Just, it's a mess. He was first to start. He was first qualifier. He's like the first person to leave Park Fermi to start the qualifying session. Good <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> a mess. Oh my God. It's a mess. They need to. They need to clean it up. Yeah, I don't know, lads. I wouldn't like to be the one cleaning it up now either. But anyway, that's the that's the joys of it. So, what are we actually going with then? Oh, yeah, it's back to like whatever. Yeah, just I'm no, gonna just go... take, take fucking Paul over because I'll forget about the next sprint anyway. Well, it's again, right. it's, yeah, it's in regular race next again. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that uh, I'm gonna go an outside bet for Paul or Perez, um, and then in the race, I would say Perez Verstappen. Leclerc. Richie? I think Carlos Sainz is going to come roaring back. Sainz for Paul. Sainz for the win. Leclerc and Verstappen. Okay. I'm going Max. Max for the win. Perez. Leclerc. There we go. Done. Dusted. Done. Lock it in. Someone write it down now this time, for God's sake. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to. How far um, out there did you go, Kevin? Oh, listen, talk about <laughs> t- pushing the boat out like <laughs> my arms are bent. Speaking of boats, you see they have a fake marina at Miami. They have a fake the marina joker. inside one of the corners. They've got boats lined up in a car park and they're filling the car park with water to make it look like they're at Monaco or something. Oh, on the like, Yanks. Yeah, got to give it to the Yanks. <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable unbelievable right well just uh, to let you know again you can obviously follow us on twitter facebook and instagram and we are on apple spotify and various podcast platforms give us a, a follow on those as well uh, or subscribe it's free and the five stars are very much welcome richie barry thanks for again we'll chat after miami see you guys Later.